Trade machine Wednesday. Trade machine Wednesday. Can we make that the new song that plays every single day? Absolutely not. Trade machine Wednesday. Trade machine Wednesday. It gets worse. (laughs) Is it, Gerald? It it gets worse, yes. I don't know. But before we get into that, we do have a few updates on the coaching front. I'm feeling good, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did you expect me to ask you how you were feeling today? I usually do. Today, I just don't care. Oh, okay. So I figured we'd go right into it. Well, I'm feeling good, like I should. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Feeling blessed. Never stressed. I'm here so I don't get fined. (laughs) I got you. I just took a walk around the neighborhood. Riveting stuff, y'all. Riveting. (laughs) You didn't get it, though, did you? No, I don't get Um, it. (laughs) Gerald and I were, were singing Sunday best. Feeling good. Oh, like okay. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I got well, that oh, is my microphone off? It, was, it didn't adjust for that. Oh. I fixed it really fast. Okay. So welcome in to the PHNX Suns <laughs> podcast. It's Trade Machine Wednesday. But first, let's talk about some coaching updates. First and foremost, we did hear from ESPN's Tim McMahon today on Arizona Sports. He said that after Monty was fired, he was told to take Kevin Young seriously as a head coaching candidate for the Suns. He said, quote, as somebody in the loop told me, the big name would be nice. But the quote was, you never know when you can hire another Spolstra. Do you guys think that Kevin Young has the potential to maybe be I have no another idea. Eric Spolstra? I have no idea. I mean, I think we all have the potential to be something. <laughs> what that is, I guess we'll at, just have to wait and see. At what age do you no longer have the potential and you've just passed it? I'm just asking for a friend. I don't know why you're looking at me when you say that. <laughs> because we're the old people here. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is 43 old? Oh, well, in the sports world, yes. Uh, is it? As an athlete, LeBron's yes. like 40. As a coach, no. And he's thinking about retiring. So. I mean, still got a triple-double. Uh, I don't know. But that's the latest on uh, what we've heard around the NBA and about Kevin Young. Kevin is 41. Young. Yeah, he's 41. I I don't know. I'd like, Eric Spolstra is a pretty high bar to yeah. reach. It like is. He's a multi-championship winner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's regarded as quite possibly the best coach in the NBA. So I don't want to set our expectations yeah. a little too high for a first year yeah. head coach if he winds up getting the job. But um, that is the the mindset. That's the goal to hire an assistant who becomes a Nick Nurse, who becomes an Eric Spolstra. And I think a lot of teams are realizing these assistants that pick up experience under a number of different head coaches or you know, like Spolstra, who worked his way up from video coordinator to where he is now, these people that are knowledgeable about the game, they can make really great head coaches. So I think we're seeing that more and more often. So I sat I sat here yesterday and talked about, oh, could he be their, their Nick Nurse? Could he be their Ty Lue? But there's an example right here in our own backyard that, that happened with the Suns team in 92. Mm. Paul Westfall was the lead assistant got handed, uh, you know, the, the job when uh, uh, when Cotton Fitzsimmons stepped down, had a loaded roster with Barkley and, and Marley and KJ in the group, 
and took him to the finals in year one. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of examples of guys uh, going from that lead assistant spot to having success. Now, I, I don't know that he's going to be the next Spolstra. I don't know that he's going to be here. If Kevin Young gets the job, that he's going to be here for 15 years and, and lead us into this uh, you know unbelievable period of Suns basketball. But I definitely think there's a... a, a better than, than than average chance that he could come in and have success with these guys because they obviously respect him. Uh, there's a, a lot of talk about how great he is with X's and O's uh, and, and being able to do that, and he had success uh, in the G League when he coached. So I'm, I'm not going to say he's Spolstro, but I think uh, the, the automatically disqualifying him because he's never had head coaching experience seems pretty... Uh, uh, myopic thinking to me like uh, doc rivers has lots of coaching experience i don't think he's gonna fix anything frank vogel to me is an nba 2k uh create a coach like he's just uh, the the generic guy that goes in does well enough and happen to be in the right situation at the right time like there's nobody out there that i go you have to hire that guy it's not like you're going steve kerr or kevin young right now like that's just not the reality of it but even Steve Kerr, like, well, yeah, when know, he started, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think one of my resolutions mid year, mid year resolution, let's go, is I, I feel like I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just going to stop comparing things to other things. Like, I, we always compare LeBron to MJ and, and stuff like that. I like, and with, with head coaches, there's just, there's just not much of a comparison from a, a rookie or a would-be rookie head coach to what already exists because you don't know what they would do in that seat. Mm-hmm. And it, sure, they might have done it at the high school or college or G League level. It's still different once you get to the NBA because you were literally talking about the best of the best playing at, at such a high level. And you never know how coaches are going to react in certain moments, how they're going to respond uh, to veterans who are pushing back. Uh, you know, Kevin Young is 41. Chris Paul is 38. If those two butt heads, who wins out? You know, who's got the bigger voice? Like, we don't know any of that stuff. So to me, these guys that are doing, you know, the, the people that are doing the interviews, not just guys, because I know there's women involved. Um, you know, the, the people that are doing the interviews, They've got that. Those are the ones that you have to trust in order to find the very best candidate. And listen, <clears throat> there was no Sean McVay until there was a Sean McVay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then everybody wanted a Sean McVay. That's why the Cardinals screwed up and got Cliff Kingsbury. Like, you want to make sure that the people who are making the decisions are not just trying to replicate something else that existed before, but are trying to find what fits their team the best. And I think that's where a lot of organizations screw up, like Detroit's about to. Um, and so we just got to be careful with that. Well, when Sorry, it comes Gerald, to stop. the younger coaches and trying to find uh, that next whatever you may think or want to say, uh, you can't win if you don't play, right? It's kind of how it goes. Like, you know what you're going to get with a Frank Vogel for the most part. You know what you're going to get with the Doc Rivers for the most part. Kevin Young is the wild card here, but also could potentially have the highest ceiling as well because if this is would be a first-time opportunity for him. And I think at this point, I'm I'm of the mindset of, like, take the risk. If that's who our pool has come down to, and it's no shade to Doc Rivers or Frank Vogel, but if that's what the pool of head coaches has come down to, take the gamble. Give Kevin Young a shot and see what he could potentially become. I'm right there with you. Like, what 
sure, you can. I'd rather fail taking the big swing than fail taking hiring the safe Fra- route. Frank Vogel or Doc Rivers, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd much rather take the chance. It's like I always think if I'm ever going to be on a game show, right? And it comes down to do you want to risk everything you earn for the bigger prize or or <clears throat> play it safe? I'm always going to go go big because I came in with nothing and if I leave with nothing, I didn't uh, whatever, right? Like but but I could leave with something, you know, significant. I feel like that's where the Suns are right now. You've flamed out twice in a row in the playoffs. Uh, you can take this big swing and maybe you wind up at the top of the mountain and maybe he's so good that you'll wind up there for years to come. You know? Right. And it's not like he's a fallback option no. just because he was here before. Like he's interviewed around the league. And as hello said in the chat, if we don't hire Kevin Young and another team gets him, we're going to be KY jelly. Only if he succeeds. Listen, can that I That was just... hellos. Don't we, look we, at me. First of all, I, I saw the KY comment from somebody else, yes. and I was like, you know what we're not going to do? We're not We're not going to call Kevin Young KY. Oh, no, I mean, we're not calling him Jelly. We're not doing... That belongs to Keith Yandel. Leave it where it belongs, that's a very, okay? That's that is a Coyote's KY. thing. That's, that's, Enough. that's a very slippery slope, okay? Well, Enough. look, if the what, other team jelly? doesn't use... If the other team doesn't use <laughs> yeah. KY right, it's going to be rough. I mean, it's... Uh, there we go. <laughs> I got nice. you. Hello. Hey now. This is going to be such a long off season. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that attitude. <laughs> You'll make it go smoother. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, I hate you all. <laughs> Good times. Okay. But my question is. Mm-hmm. I know you do your due diligence, right? Obviously, if Kevin Young ends up being your guy, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done their due diligence as far as reaching out to all the coaches and interviewing all the coaches they have talked to. But what is taking so long at this point? I think they're just taking their time. Well, I mean, like, honestly, how much time do you need is my question. Like, it's it's you know who these guys are. In theory, you should have at least spoken to them on multiple occasions at this point. How much time do you actually need? I mean... Again, I just, I think, I think there's nothing wrong with talking to as many people as you possibly can um, and making sure that, listen, I, I think if you're the Suns, you're not necessarily looking for the guy that's going to just win you a championship. Like that's, a, that's, that's a key, but it's not the only key. You want somebody that's going to come in here and, and give you hope and confidence that there are, are, are a calculated individual enough to be able to make adjustments uh, improve your development and be able to really accentuate and, and, and develop your whole program a uh, year after year and adjust, right? You need that right candidate. And, you know, we've seen some organizations can get it right. You, you mentioned Spolstra, but Spolstra was also groomed by, by Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Uh, you, you look at San Antonio and Greg Popovich and the, and the dynasty that they kind of built there. Like you're looking for the long term. In ideally you're looking for the long term. Um, and I think for, for Monty, I think there were some things that they identified and felt like this is not a long-term solution with him. And that's why I think ultimately he was let go. And so this next guy, ideally, you would find that long-term solution in addition to obviously pushing for a championship. Yeah, I mean, and it could be a number of reasons that they're waiting to make this higher official if it's down to those three um, we talked a lot about Ty Lu, and maybe that situation isn't going to change, but maybe they have been or will continue to wait a little bit longer to see 
okay, are the Clippers going to extend him or what's going on with that situation? It could be the thing that we've talked about before in terms of the NBA frowning upon you announcing a new head coaching hire in the middle of the finals. We're already at the finals now. Um, it could be a number of things. So I don't, I don't mind the timing of it, especially since, you know, Nick Nurse is now off the board. He's not their guy. It's not like there are a bunch of other candidates that are out there that are going to get scooped up at this mm-hmm. point. You know, it's basically us and the Pistons that don't have a head coach. And I'm sorry, the Suns have the edge there. So Raptors too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raptors do too. But again, I would take the Suns over either of those teams. Yeah. So I don't think there's a rush on that front. And, and like Saul was saying, it's okay to cast a wide net and take your time with a, a big choice that you have coming up here. But it could also be as simple as they're negotiating a contract. Could and- be. They want three years with a guy like Kevin Young. He and his agent want four. Mm. They're trying to figure that out. I mean, there's all sorts of things that that could hold it uh, hold it up a little bit, and you know, or there could be more tinfoily reasons, like they mm. think maybe Steve Kerr is going to come available now that Bob Myers is gone, or you know, or they are looking at replacing James Jones and they don't want to make the hire, or the shadow front office that's run by IT isn't on on, in on Kevin Young like James Jones is. Who knows? There's a million reasons why, but I think it's usually the simpler thing, like they're they're doing more due diligence on guys, or they're negotiating a contract, or the NBA told them you missed your chance to to try to make this announcement. You can. You can now wait while uh, while we have our biggest event out there. But I really hope it's not that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to wait that long. I don't I either. I, I would like this to be wrapped up Yeah. sooner rather than later. Next week would be nice. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Saul, you did mention Monty Williams and uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we got word today from a Sean Gerania tweet that sources say, The Detroit Pistons are seriously pursuing 2022 NBA Coach of the Year, Monty Williams, to be their new head coach, and they are preparing a significant offer. So reportedly, we're talking like $10 million a year here for Monty to go coach the Pistons. Are you guys surprised, or does this make sense to you? It makes total sense to me. Listen, one thing that Monty can do is he can establish your base. Mm -hmm. Like, he he can get you back... You know, he can construct everything. He can get you organized. He can get you back into a spot where you can start to develop and grow. Um, you know, so I, I think he's a great coach. They, listen, I think he's a perfect coach for a rebuild or or some, you know, you're starting from scratch. And Detroit basically is a rebuild. Like, that's where they're at right now. The Suns were in a the similar spot when he showed up here. Um, and he did a good job of getting us to a certain point. Like, and I think that's okay. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily a knock. I think, listen... I, all because Monty Williams didn't work out here and because he didn't win a championship and they fizzled out back-to-back years by I mean, blowout losses doesn't mean that he's he's not good at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is developing the base of your program. Um, and, I, and he talked about that at length when he first got here. And so I think for Detroit, he'd be a great hire for them. Yeah, I, I think he'd be great for Detroit. I think he'd be great for Toronto, two teams that need – help building up and identifying what do we want our culture to be? What do, what do we want to be about as a team implementing, you know, when he was here for the last three years, the Suns were basically a top 10 offense, top mm-hmm. 10 defense. So the guy knows what he's doing um, just because the Suns reached their ceiling with him doesn't mean he's not worth 
consideration from other teams, not worth top dollar money. Um, and let's be honest, if you're Detroit, you kind of have to overpay mm-hmm. uh, to get a good coaching candidate because right now they have Kate Cunningham. They have some young talent for sure. Um, but nobody's going to be banging down Detroit's door to go there unless you're poning up significant yeah. money for him. Um, I would love to see Monty there. I think I would have liked it more for him if they had won that number one pick instead yeah. of dropping to number five. That's tough for them. But um, it makes sense that they are very um, persistent in trying to pursue him because he had turned down their initial offers mm-hmm. in, in terms of wanting to spend the summer with his family, maybe take the year off. Um, and he can do that, and he'll still be a top head coaching candidate next year if he does that. Maybe he wasn't happy on the farm. Yeah, maybe he wants to be happy <laughs> on the farm for a year. <laughs> Let him be happy on the farm if that's what he wants. But um, it makes sense the Pistons would pursue him. It would make sense if Monty takes the year off. Um, but he would be a good fit for what they need to accomplish. Well, and you talk about overpaying. I mean, some thought the Suns overpaid to get Monty Williams when they initially got him. And, well, he was what making like seven million here. Yeah, is what's been like reported. That. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you have to it, when you're bad, you have to pay to get a, a a top guy. And I like it, like you guys were saying for Detroit, and they're they're not going to be in contention for at least three years. It's a three year deal, so they can use him and then move on to the guy that can actually get him where they want to go. Uh, like the Sun, look. There is nothing wrong with being a coach that builds the culture and gets you to a certain place. No, but that does suck. Like, if I'm Monty, I don't want to be seen as that right. guy. I want to get over the hump, and I want to win a championship. Yeah, well, I don't. Done, done, you better do it. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. So well like, done. It's better than well said. I don't know. I don't think this is my year. I'm like. Monty Williams, and that's how people are talking about me around the league. I'm a little upset about it. My, my one and I have a chip on my shoulder now. True. I, I would say my only concern about Monty um, and Detroit is that there are certain cities, like in football, Pittsburgh, right? They have a certain, in Baltimore, like they have a certain DNA within that city. Mm. Um, and those teams typically kind of identify with that city's DNA, right? And so you're talking about, you know, if you think about the Pistons, uh, <laughs> even the Chauncey Billups Pistons and, and the Bad Boys, like it's a physical nature of basketball. Um, and what, what is you, so don't, you don't like the Detroit nice guys? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, that would be my biggest concern is that, you know, money. The edge just The, the edge has got to be there. Like, hey, you think we were rough on you for not for not getting after official for a bad call. Detroit will... will <laughs> <laughs> They'll throw shit at the court, man. There's like, the chair I mean, throwing yo. I've been asking for. Yo. I mean, eventually, I think they'll take the W's over what they've had the last five years, though. Like, if you're a garbage organization, I don't think you get to fall back on what you did in okay. the 80s and 90s and be like, no, that's our identity. That was fucking yeah, 30 years ago. But you're not going to you're not going to pile up wins this year. So the first time he no, busts but out- he has improved every team's win total substantially within his first three years on the job in New Orleans. He did it here. Like, I don't deny that. I just think Saul's point is the first time this season when they've lost four in a row and he busts out the well done is better than well said. I don't think it plays the same way in Detroit as it did in Phoenix. I don't know. I can know. see that. Well, like, you say, you say happy on the farm in Detroit. Someone's going to be like, <laughs> we'll take your ass back. <laughs> this ain't a farm. It's a city, money. I guess the question is, is, do you give a shit about what your fan base thinks about you or do you care what your guys in the locker room shit. think about you? Monty because didn't even care what the guys in the locker room thought about him he didn't talk to da uh, 
Now we're getting off on a tangent here. But what I'm being, I'm being serious though, because all those guys in the locker room don't have this whole like pre-built-in identity about what Pistons basketball is. They all didn't grow up as Pistons fans. Right. So as long as he's resonating with the guys in the locker room, that's really all that matters. I want you to say that to Isaiah Stewart's face. Why? <laughs> Get off me. Get off me. What'd you say, Lindsay? I am Detroit. I am a bad boy. <laughs> all, all if he'll chase bad. down LeBron. I'm just saying. Good Lord. Uh, he's on another level. I like him, actually. I feel like he and I would get along. He probably throws a chair. Isaiah Stewart? Mm-hmm. Oh, a million percent yeah. he throws a chair. Yeah. You we might throw a teammate. He throws people around. <laughs> you, oh, but, but also, another, get along. another caveat to this mm. that, we you know, since we were, we were talking about players, if money goes to Detroit, guess who's out of the DA sweepstakes? Yeah. It ain't going to so, be Detroit. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And that was one of our oh first trade machine Tuesday. Last week, we had a Detroit yeah, NDA Detroit. trade. Could you imagine I, if they still traded for him? Oh, <laughs> my no, God. I think, oh. They, I think they like Jalen Duren. I don't think they want DeAndre Ayton. Monty they, would feel a, they could have traded for him last year, and then they took Jalen Duren, and they were, they were good. Monty would feel like he's in purgatory. He's like, this guy keeps following me around. <laughs> what or, the hell? Or, like, this is how y'all going to do me. <laughs> what if they both went and then it actually magically worked? Oh, oh that would be God. awful. That would be just yeah. terrible. A, a little. <laughs> yeah. you, there is a trade yeah, partner for Landry Shamit if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. If Monty does go to Detroit. Detroit and Shamit, it's a match made in heaven. Mon- Let's go. Monty will pay the cash considerations himself out of that $10 million a year. <laughs> oh uh, other weird uh, footnote in this, right? Right. Mm. Detroit's jersey sponsor is uh, United Wholesale Mortgage. Yeah, the competitor Matt, for Ishbia's. No, 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 Matt Ishbia's company. Yeah, yeah. So like, so Monty will be coaching a team with the oh, logo. Oh, I, for whatever reason, yeah, I was no. thinking it was competitor, no, but no, 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 that no. is Ishbia's company. company. So he'll right, be coaching bad. a team with the logo of the guy that just fired him, and technically. If you sort of underwriting the contract, <laughs> I mean, that probably has to feel good if the guy who <laughs> fired you is still paying your bills. Okay, talking about paying, getting paid, right? So we know that the reports around like Earl Watson being fired from the Suns, he still got paid, but had he had taken another NBA job, that pay- those payments would have stopped, which is why he was out of the league for a minute. Is it the same situation for every coach or is it all contract, different kind of scenarios? Would you assume that Monty's contract would stop paying on the Sun side if he took this job? I would assume so. Uh, it depends. It's how the contract's written. Some coaches don't have that language or or it's a percentage. If you take another job, you get a percentage of the money. I, I'd be shocked I if on the, the extension that wasn't thrown in there just in case. Well, I think at first they probably had no choice, but they had to. They had to hook him up, but I think on the on the extension, that's yeah. they probably. I mean, Sarver that. did sign the extension, so it probably was nickel and dimed. So. Or did Sarver say, "I'm gonna throw you a bone because the sale's about to happen"? Let me make sure you're covered. I don't give a shit. They should make it where the guy who owned the team when the contract signed has to continue paying. Uh, through well, the that's contract. just bad business. <laughs> Nobody's gonna agree to that. Screw you. You're paying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, it's Wednesday. We got trades coming up for you. But outside of today being a quasi trade machine Tuesday, Wednesdays are also the best day to log into your bet MGM app because you get a free bonus bet on the house just for logging in every Wednesday and every Saturday. So if you have not logged into into your bet MGM account right now, 
is a great time to do it that, is. to make sure that you get your bonus bet. You'll automatically receive it just by logging into their account. Uh, your bet does expire after 72 hours, so don't wait to use it. And if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, what are you doing? Like they have really cool stuff like this all the time. So make sure you sign up for BetMGM using that bonus code PHNX because when you use that bonus code, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, that bonus code is PHNX. Are you trying to like, is this like trying to get my attention? I'm so confused. Oh, my bad. I didn't realize what my fingers were doing. Was so just, I was like over here tapping my chair. My bad. And I'm like, what's up, Saul? I was waiting for the disclaimer to I'm read. I'm so confused. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all, but I was like real, Jeez. real turned out, uh, like just confused. Anyway, check out the show notes for full details. And here's Shane to talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We're just a bunch of friends that started a company, which is cool, which is fun. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other people that started a company, and they produce awesome signs. It's called Saturday Neon. Uh, they sell a whole bunch of neon signs. They can do custom stuff. Uh, and they also have a bunch of colleges. Uh, they have a beautiful University of Arizona sign that we actually have in our office. Uh, and if you ever watch the Go AZ Wildcats podcast, you can watch uh, that big, beautiful sign right behind Mike Luke. Uh, they don't sell ASU stuff, so it makes it even better because uh, they're awesome. But you can check them out at SaturdayNeon.com and save yourself up to 10% on any sign by using promo code PHNX. Uh, they are phenomenal. The signs are electric. They're well, of course, they're not gas, um, but they're, 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 dope, they're electric so. and electric. So check them out. Also, it free is. shipping on orders oh, over two hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! There you go. <laughs> wow. If you guys are looking for a place to have some nice happy hour burritos, nachos, taco salads, bowls, whatever it is you're looking for, as well as drinks. Might I recommend our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Their happy hour has been extended at all of their locations now from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. You can stop in either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. You get five pints for just 15 bucks. You can soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer on the patio. Also, if you are doing any sort of gathering or hosting of parties or barbecues or whatever, this summer, check out Illegal Pete's for their go-to setup. It's pretty legit. My favorite part, I told you guys yesterday, the chip box turns into a basketball hoop, which is so dope. Like, it's the coolest <laughs> thing. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right. It's time to fire up the trade machine. <laughs> First, Hold on. No, trade no, no, no. machine. Play we already play played it. it today. No, no we, we didn't. didn't. We didn't. Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. I thought we had already played it, so we could no, just kind of like skip no, right on no, past no, that. No, no, never gets old. Doesn't it? No, nope. no. it makes me happy every Tuesday every and time. or Wednesday, and Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day. Literally every single day that we can ever play it. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got three of them for you guys today. The first one first, we've got the Pacers receiving DeAndre Ayton. 
And then we have the Suns receiving TJ McConnell and Miles Turner. What do you guys think about this one? Oh, man, that's a tough one because I love <laughs> and I mean, love me I some TJ McConnell, baby. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, when you're talking about uh, hustle, effort uh, and efficiency as a point guard, uh, as a backup point guard, you could do worse. Very much. Uh, Miles Turner, uh, I like him as a player. Uh, I don't love him as a player. But I think in this case, I just think that DeAndre needs a new fresh start somewhere else. And so in this case, I would take it. I would take it. You can make that Mitch McConnell, and I'm still taking this deal. Jesus, like, I'm, Jesus I'm Christ, okay. Espo. Like it gets, it gets DA to another place. Here? You get Miles Turner in here uh, to to replace him and play more of the kind of guy you need. I don't TJ can come in and be that that backup point guard uh, that I think is more stable in terms of what you need off the bench than uh, than campaign has been. I'd do this and I'd I'd probably do it pretty quickly if it was offered to me. Yeah, I I don't hate this. I I feel like we've been talking for a year now about needing a more reliable backup point guard with McConnell. He's one of the more underrated backup point guards in the league at this point. He contributes in a lot of categories. He can run the offense, facilitate, get steals. Um, he's a tenacious defender, so I like him. And then as far as Turner, I like Turner. Turner had a great year. He just averaged as many points as DA did, 18 per game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been one of the league's leading shot blockers over the last few seasons, and one of our biggest gripes with DA is that he will contest shots but not really truly challenge them around the basket. That problem would be fixed with Turner. He's a significantly worse rebounder. He only averages seven and a half rebounds per game this season, 6.8 for his career. Like that is a concern when we talk about DA's rebounding needs to be better. You would get worse in that regard. But what he'd offer in terms of shot blocking and three-point shooting, floor spacing, maybe you'd improve there. I think the idea here is what we've talked about. Like you can get 80% of what DA does for less money then you have more money to spend on other pieces that you need on the perimeter. Um, so I wouldn't hate this deal. There would be some drawbacks to going from uh, DA to Turner. I think you're going to get that in any deal. Yeah, I don't know that you are. Yeah. You are. Like, Is there any way that you could pry Halliburton or, um, or, 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 I mean, listen, like, even if it's not Miles Turner, if you, you traded somebody else, is there any way you could possibly pry Halliburton or Matherin from the Pacers? I know. Hey, listen. Were you this like, whole sucking fucking, on the neon? Oh, listen, this time? whole thing is a fucking dreaming scenario anyway. So I don't know let, about that. Just, I don't know. That doesn't feel like a dream scenario. Getting trying to get Halliburton there, he's off limits for the Pacers. I I gotta think. Same with Matherin. Probably unless I don't think he's off limits, but it would take like a cornerstone blue chip like pick or prospect to do that. And I don't think the Suns have that to offer right now. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, if we're going to get rid of one U of A guy, I want one back. Well, Don't you're getting be so McConnell. Isn't, yeah, isn't TJ McConnell? I know, I know, but, you know, <laughs> play with me a little bit. Maybe I want McConnell. Don't and be I want. so greedy. I, I know where my fingers are, so no, all right? <laughs> Don't be so greedy. Uh, do you think the Pacers say yes to this? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, they wanted him. Yeah, they wanted him. Do you think they still been, want him, though? Well, but the thing is, Miles Turner is almost their version of DA for them. He's been... Rumored to be on the block forever now. 
I, you know, so maybe it's just a, yeah, we understand that DA has his, has his blemishes, but we're ready to move on from Turner as well. This, this may be the most realistic situation I think for it to happen. It could be like they, they want him. I know that DA's value has not exactly skyrocketed over the last season because of the inconsistency that we've talked about. Um, but like you mentioned, they, they've been teetering with trading Turner for a while. Um, they did sign him to that extension, but if anything, that makes him a little bit more tradable because the money is pretty, um, it's manageable for a guy that offers what he does. So I don't know. We'll see. They could be interested. They'd signed the offer sheet. So they were prepared to envision a future with him and Halliburton together. Um, maybe they still see it. He is still only 24 years old. So it's not like he's, you know, completely capped out as what he is right now. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, we've got the Bulls receiving DeAndre and, and the Suns receiving DeMar DeRozan and Marco Simonovic. I am conflicted on this one. Okay. <laughs> it's not because DeMar DeRozan isn't a good player. Mm -hmm. It's just that how many old dudes do we need on this team <laughs> to win a championship is what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Like, is it four? Is a five? Is a six? Is a seven? Like not six? Oh my god! Give us three! Give us three! <laughs> I, those three. are three thirty-five plus year old dudes. He's thirty-three. Oh, I thought he was thirty-five. He's thirty-three. Look still, at that. Still older. He's still older though. Give us your old, your tired, your huddled masses. <laughs> we'll take them all in Phoenix. We are the old, so, tired. Demar <laughs> averaged twenty-four and a half points this season, five point one assists, four point six rebounds, and he played seventy-four games. And then Marco, he's, he's a young guy. I think this will be his third year. This upcoming season will be his third season in the NBA. If you go and you look at any social media posts that the Bulls have made about Marco, the fans are split. Half of them are like, why don't you just... Because he gets sent up, up and down from the G League quite, quite a bit. And half the fans are like, you guys are killing this guy's potential by not like leaning into him and letting him develop and blah, blah, blah. And the other half are like, why don't you just let him go at this point? Yeah. So it's pretty split from their fan base, which we are used to here in Phoenix. So he's Aaron um, Holiday, Smith, uh, all of the above. We, should, we have too many dudes around the free throw line right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, the math ain't That's my concern. I'm, holy crap. How many guys do you need to shoot the mid-range jump shot? Right. Like this is three guys. Like uh, – you have to get rid of DA at that point because he has nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, that's the spacing there's not ideal. And I like DeRozan. Like he's had two pretty great seasons for the Bulls. Um, after, you know, people kind of assumed at the end of his Spurs tenure, like this guy's he's not gonna be able to contribute on a winning team. The Bulls aren't exactly like a winning team, but he's been really good for them. But I, I just don't you already have that kind of prototype of a player in Devin Booker, and you have a better version of that in Devin Booker, you don't need another mid-range guy clogging up that area of the floor, especially when, you know, DA is already your center and rolling to the paint. Like, that's just tough. I, I feel like, and I, I don't know if Chicago would even do this. I feel like they could probably try and sell Portland on DeRozan or some other yeah. team that yeah. has more assets to offer. And I think DeRozan... DeRozan is, is good elsewhere. Here, he becomes redundant, I think, is the point. It's yeah. not DeMar DeRozan's a bad player. Why right. would you ever do this? It's he's redundant in what you already have. So I'd say no to this just because of that fact. I mean, if you if you made that trade, 
and uh, and you still have Chris Paul, that is just a shit show of mid range right there. <laughs> like I don't, and honestly, I have no interest in watching that. I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't give a shit if they shot 100% from the field. Like, I don't want to see that. I want a little bit of variety because when you get to the playoffs, you need that variety. You need long-range shooting. You need guys that, that can that can shoot from the outside and, and make a difference because we've done the mid-range game for, for four seasons now, and we've come close, but mm-hmm. we just haven't been able to get over that hump. And this year is mainly because we didn't have anybody else that could hit a three to save our lives. And the, and the few games we did in Landry Shamit, uh, we won. The math so, wasn't in so, our favor. So you don't want to see Kevin Young's uh, four-guy free throw line extended offense? Oh four guys at the free throw line? and One, and, four high. All four are just at the fucking free throw line. <laughs> DA, you're the you don't watch that? Oh, my God. Just shoot me now. No. <laughs> I don't want that. The three-man weave, but it's at the free it's throw line. It's total, it's total <laughs> basketball at the free throw. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be so awful to watch. Booker just in the middle kicking the other guy. Oh, my gosh. You know? it could maybe, we could maybe make it entertaining for one or two games, like, but oh, after that. Three on two fast break. Oh, pull-up jumper mid-range. That would wear out real quick. All right. Last one here. We've got the Spurs receiving Chris Paul and the Suns receiving Devontae Graham and Zach Collins. So Zach Collins averaged 11.6 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 2.9 assists in 63 games this season. Devontae Graham, he averaged 7.4 points, 2.7 assists, and 1.7 rebounds in 63 games in the season. But in the 20 games that he was with the Spurs, he averaged 13 points, 4 assists, 2.5 rebounds, and he shot 38.4% from the field and 35.8% from deep. I like Devontae Graham's game. Zach Collins uh, is good when healthy. And he has a little bit of a mean streak in him. So I like that. However, I would not do this trade. And it's not because of what we would get. It's what we would be giving. And the thought of DeAndre Ayton paired up. It's Chris Paul. I think our graphic is wrong. The trade, the actual trade is Chris Paul. Yeah, the trade is Chris Paul. Oh, okay. Sorry, the trade is. Well, let me play with this anyway. (laughs) If we traded DeAndre Ayton. Well, we don't know if that math works. It does. They make about the same It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, if DeAndre Aiden went to the Spurs, that's the number one team that I don't want to see him go to because mm. I don't want to see Pop with him. And then you add Wimbayama to that mix. <laughs> but I think <laughs> that's the reason why the Spurs. I know. Would, oh, <laughs> it, well, we're talking well, about DA. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's it would that would sh- that's would never like that happening because a that's too low of a return for DA. And B, the Spurs don't need a center now that they're going to get Wembanyama because he fell into their fucking laps go. again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is the trade. I I don't really care for this, honestly. Like, Devontae Graham, if you recall, was on the Pelicans last year when we faced them in the playoffs, and he barely played. He was benched because they couldn't trust him defensively. You now have a hole at starting point guard that you're not really filling in any productive way. And like Zach Collins and Devontae Graham are fine. They're rotation players. They're bench guys. They're not, you're not plugging any hole in the starting lineup. If anything, you're leaving one. Um, So I'm not crazy about this one. But isn't that what you're, I mean, really? If you trade Chris Paul, you're looking likely to fill bench guys because you're not going to have a whole lot of money to fill bench guys otherwise you could also consider if you if your plan is to move both of them chris paul you'd probably get guys who can fill out the bench and da would be the guy that you could potentially look to get a point guard in return for you can yes but i i still feel like you can do better with a chris paul trade there are teams that would still trade for chris paul especially because his 
salary for next season is non-guaranteed. So he's he's basically an expiring contract if you're a team that's like playoff caliber or sub playoff caliber wanting to take that next step. You'll you can string together enough salary. I think you can do better than this, honestly. Probably. The only way I do this is if Pop uh, admits that the Suns would have won in 2007 oh if Robert <laughs> Ory had concession speech. Yes, he has to admit oh. that they were dirty, rotten cheaters. You know, uh, and then I, I go, I, you know what? You can have the corpse of Chris Paul for these bench guys. I'll take the peace I, of mind. I think in regards to this trade, um, I just I'm, I would think about doing it only if I couldn't get another trade that was equal or higher value. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I again, I, for me, it's all about reliability. And I just I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over the unreliability. That's fair. Devontae Graham has never had a season where he shot better than 38 percent from the floor. But has he been available on the court? On the Not bench. really. If you look at 46 games, 63, 55, 76, well, DNPs don't count <laughs> I mean, the first one, 46. Like, I, I'm not trying to hold it against him. He only played 46 games as a rookie, but like, yeah. Does does he shoot from the mid range? Because if the answer is yes, he's allowed here. Okay, we right? gotta, you gotta move on. Uh, also, if, when the hell did we become the cocoon of the NBA? When do we take all these old players and try do to you, resurrect them? Do you not remember Steve Listen, Nash? listen. Yeah, we had a better Hill. training staff at the well, time. That's true, but hold on, I mean, though. lots of old people come here. Chris the Paul nice bones. was instrumental in turning this ship around when he, he got here. He was. When so he was you playing, can't, you can't he was put him good. in that bucket of we brought him in and he was already on the decline. Like that right. first season specifically, even last the season, two. the yeah. last last season oh. was solid. The first two, Those were fantastic. First so we didn't bring in uh, crawling into the coffin, oh. Chris Paul. <laughs> first of all, a cocoon, not a coffin. Whatever. Second of all, uh, we're, listen, the first two games you know against the Dallas Mavericks anyway. uh, were fantastic. He was damn near unstoppable. And then all of a sudden something happened. And I just feel like, you know, that cocoon juice just left. And then all of a sudden he was, <laughs> he was like a shell of himself. Cocoon like, juice, uh, a new sponsor uh, here. On the and are we he already, was. are we already, like, are we talking about Kevin Durant in this conversation too as another old guy that we're bringing in? Don't are we you, already there with KD, you guys? We've had one playoff run with him. Like, my goodness, are we already really there where we're talking about yeah. Kevin Durant, old and watch you know, you're not even remotely close to that conversation they're acting as if that somehow this Suns team is no longer uh, fully in contention because, well, KD wasn't that great. It was 10 freaking games in the regular season right. and then the playoffs. Let everybody, you know, write this team off and think that it's they're already uh, done. And I don't think anybody here feels that, but there's a lot of people that are acting like, oh, dear Lord, we've screwed up again. It's all over. How can we do this? If we're going to have the corpse of Kevin. Kevin Durant, it's like no. I mean, knock it it off. I, I, Chris Paul's not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not Chris Paul. Like I'm not putting those two in the same uh, bucket together. I, Chris Paul, what he is right now, he's a shell of what he used to be, and that's only based on his availability in the playoffs. That's all I'm talking about. Because mm. I don't give a shit about the regular season. He does fine in the regular season. He does what you need him to do in the regular season. We've seen that a million times. Like cool, but can you come through when your team needs you the most? 
You know what I mean? And this year he wasn't able to get on the court for that. And it was vital because you could make an argument that the Suns could very well be in the NBA Finals right now if he stays healthy in Game 2 because you think they win that game, they go up 3-2 at some point, and possibly win another game at some point in that series. But it didn't happen, just like last year didn't happen against the Mavericks. And I'm kind of done with that. It's not hater if it's true. He's not available in the playoffs a lot, a portion of the time. And it seems to affect this team, obviously, because he's a valuable piece. Yeah. And I'm ready for somebody that's going to be a little bit more consistent in that area. And that's fine to say. It's not uh, hater. No, it's I think fucking fact. I'm not talking about you No, no. I'm talking to other people. In the oh, chat. okay. I see. Yeah. I was just talking in general. I feel like there's a lot of discourse around the Suns as being like this old team. Mm. And while we do skew older than we did pre- in previous years, I don't know that I'm willing to say that the Suns are an old team. I mean, to be fair, they only have four guys under contract. One of them's KD, one of them's CP3. So half your roster right now is old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if you were going to run it back with Chris Paul and your team, if that's what the Suns are going to do, you really have to bolster that backup point guard position. Yes. You have to have a backup point guard who... And this is no shade to campaign because when he does start, he is solid. But you need a better backup point guard than campaign to be able to handle more of that load more consistently, both throughout the regular season and in the playoffs when inevitably Chris Paul does end up having issues. million percent agree. And Uh, I think that was one thing we missed on last offseason was figuring out I think an additional body or a different body to add to that point guard rotation. And, and again, like for for as much as I'm on CP3, I would say that CP15 is the same way. Like wildly inconsistent. Um, when you need him the most, he would show you flashes. But again, he's just uh, for whatever reason he couldn't put it all together. And when he did finally put it together, it looked like this year he got injured. And I don't know if it's just the position or the initials are the same. But either way, CPs just don't work out. That's, that's all I have to say yeah, about no, that. That's that's fair. That's where I'm at. Like you've got to, you've got to prepare for the possibility if Chris Paul is still your point guard this upcoming season. Like there have been reports suggesting mm-hmm. that he's still going to be the guy heading into next year. You have to be prepared for the possibility or the likelihood, whatever you want to call it, that he will miss time throughout the regular season and during the playoffs as well. So you need a backup point guard who is a starting caliber point guard in this league um, who can just run the offense and let book and KD do what they do without losing too much. Um, I still feel like this trade that Spurs trade wouldn't quite get you there. Um, but there are some trades and we'll, we'll have plenty of weeks to go through this <laughs> oh, still we got and come up with them. Of trade machine Tuesdays coming. Yeah, we do. Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, we do. I know. Stepping <laughs> 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 Trade yeah, machine we weekdays. Trade machine. We're just gonna do one every single day. <laughs> oh, God. I would lose my mind. Kill me. You know, here's <laughs> here's the thing. It's not it's not even about the song and the little jingle and the little dancing baby meme <laughs> thing. It's that I feel like trade season brings out the worst in us as fans. Like, I think the trades make us meaner than ever <laughs> towards one another. Yeah. It's brutal. Roster-based is not heart. a good thing in, in, online. What I just need to put on my shade <laughs> rays <laughs> so I can block out the haters. Oh, my God. 
stay off Twitter and just hang out in the summer sun and don't ever say that again and relax. Shady rays are (laughs) the best sunglasses you can get your hands on. You can shop the entire collection (laughs) at their brand new location at Kierlin's Common, uh, a full stop shop for all things shady rays. And also, if you don't love your shady rays, you can exchange for a new pair or return them. For free within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Before, before he starts, before he starts, you ever just look at Espo and know he's about to say something? Oh, I'll, Go like, ahead, Espo. Every day. Every day, bro. <laughs> Lindsay wishes she could trade us in for free. She's like, I, these are defective. Get another these are broken. I need new ones, please. I am not cool with this. You know what I am cool with, though? Our friends over at Four Peaks. Oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am really excited for Saturday. We're going to be uh, at the Four Peaks uh, lounge there at at, at uh, I want to call it Bank One Ballpark, but it's Chase Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be out there hanging out uh, for our takeover, and I'm really looking forward to that. But if you didn't get seats, it's sold out. Four Peaks has their Four Peaks four seats, where one lucky winner is going to win four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets will come with D bucks, so you can grab some of that sweet, sweet wow wheat or hop knot. Uh, and you can enter by going to the at Four Peaks Brew on IG. The link is in the bio. Highly recommend it because they got great beer, uh, but you're gonna have great seats too. You're gonna have fun there. And if if you just want to get a nice cold one this weekend, I got my family out of town, so I'm thinking. Maybe I'll. That's I'll right. Saturday the, with the boys, hey, baby. Oh, and Sunday with the boys, and Monday. I, it's just 16 days by myself out oh, here. Wow. So, so I may be at the A Street 16, Pub. That's a yeah, long time. You're I'll miss be the hell so out of my family. Sad by but like day three. You know what'll make me not <laughs> feel a little bit better? Mm. A Four Peaks at the A Street Pub. So you head out go. there, you eat great food and great no, beer. Forget that. Go to the Four Peaks uh, tap room at the um, at the ballpark I on Saturday. Just said I was doing that. That's how I He's started. He's gonna do both. Oh, okay. And then I go to the Saturday A Street Pub. Saturday and then Sunday. You know, He's like already got his whole go weekend plan. Yeah. So then go back. Check out the at Four Peaks Brew or Four at Four Peaks Pub to keep up the latest on Arizona's hometown brew. Must be 21 or older, and please drink responsibly. And of course, we all know that NBA basketball is coming to a close. There are other sports that are going to be popping off, and what? already are. It is. It's going to be sports? gone in a few days. What are other sports? Yeah, I don't know what, what, what <laughs> other sports you were referring to. I don't know what that means. All I do is basketball. I'll be watching uh, ESPN the Mercury Classic with more basketball. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, the Mercury, whatever. but that's the same sport. It is the same sport. I said NBA basketball is coming to a close. There are other things and sports that you could be watching on Fubo TV. (laughs) Or if you just are like that, it's just NBA basketball and that's it. Well, you know what? They've got shows, movies, and news too. (laughs) Fubo TV has your back. I love Fubo TV. I think the mobile app is the most user-friendly of all streaming apps that are out there. Fubo TVs is the best. And they also are offering 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge as well, which means you can stock up on movies and shows if you're traveling this summer. 
you download it to your phone, you keep it there on the DVR, you're good to go, you're set. Uh, they are fantastic. And you can watch all your favorite teams with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo TV. Highly recommend it. All right, listen, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of shenanigans go on this whole entire week so far. I think that we should end today's show on a inspirational note. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. There might be shenanigans in here. I have no idea with the three of you anymore. <laughs> but we are going to talk about some lassoisms yeah, for the right. Suns. No, no spoilers. No. I, I got I got which scene each buddy everybody's got. So we'll start with Lindsay. Okay. So what we're doing here? Yeah, you need to explain so it better. What we're doing here is is uh, we're presenting a scene from one of the show uh, from the show. Mm-hmm. And you have got to give an inspirational quote based on this scene to our son's fans to give them hope for our own future. Saul, I think okay. you should set up the scene so our audio listeners Absolutely. Know. So this is just a random generic scene that we've seen a million times on Ted Lasso. It's uh, Ted Lasso, Coach Beard, and this one has Nate in it. And they're just standing on the sidelines observing practice. And go, Lindsay. Okay, I do need a disclaimer real quick. Mm. I have not watched Ted Lasso, so I'm not familiar with all of this stuff. So you have to forgive me. But my speech (laughs) is directed towards the Phoenix Suns, specifically kind of the front office, if you will. But players included in here, okay? It's a speech? Ready? supposed to be a quote. Oh, well, I did like a speech full of quotes. Oh, okay. But it's only like 20 seconds. It's not the big deal. Okay, ready? Only you can control your future. If we do not choose, we will end up with none. You have to be odd to be number one. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Oh, the things you can find if you don't stay behind. You have brains in your head. You have feet on your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. With your head full of brains and your shoes full of feet, you're too smart to go down any not-so-good street. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. You just quoted Dr. Seuss? <laughs> yes, of course. You I did. What the hell did I just listen to? Oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, you man. Guys, I don't watch Ted Lasso. You said pick some quotes and something inspirational. I said pick a quote. You didn't specify it had to be from Ted Lasso. It does. like it's not, it doesn't have to be from Ted Lasso, but that was like a whole different quote from Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss's head top. Oh. That's what I thought she was going to say. I was like, wait, what? Uh, all right. Oh, well, hey, all right. That's fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm just an overachiever I'm, here. Let I'm gonna me kick my it, life. I'm going to kick it to my boy, Espo, because uh, he needs... Uh, the Diamond Dogs. <laughs> Let me call this a uh, meeting of the Diamond Dogs uh, in session. <laughs> All right. Uh, our problem today is we don't have a head coach here. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't decide on our head coach. And you know what? I, I think it's about belief, belief in ourselves. Maybe we already got this guy in the room. And if we believe, if we if we truly believe... I think we got barbecue sauce here. I think we got a bullseye in one Kevin Young. We are we we already uh, you know promoted Kitman uh, to to the coaching staff. I think Kevin Young could be the head coach of this Phoenix Suns team if we believe right in here in our hearts. All right. Good job, Espa. Uh, then we have Gerald, who is in the locker room this this beautiful day. As they're hanging up the belief As sign. As they're hanging up the belief sign. So this is actually a real speech here. Okay. 
And From Flagstaff till now, it's just been an unreal ride. We've got to go back to the hotel and see what happens, but I just want you guys to know this before that happens. This was therapeutic for me to be around a group of guys like this. I got to tell you guys, man, I love you. I do. I don't care what happens tonight. I know what I've got in this room. It has been cool for me to be with y'all every day, to watch you guys work and battle and gain the respect of your peers the way you have on this trip. We're not the sons of old. Oh, you just quote, did you quote yes. Monty yes. from yes. the bubble? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. But y'all give me grief I for quoting Dr. Seuss. Mine Seuss. is the most fucking accurate. They're literally okay. hanging up the word believe on the locker room. I see how this works. I, I'm just I'm just Dario over in the corner going, <laughs> just like in that clip. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, mine is uh, a scene with uh, Ted and Rebecca. Uh, this is, I believe this is when Rebecca basically told him that she was she was backstabbing him and setting him up for failure, and he forgives her. Uh, my thing, my quote is not as long as these guys for by a mile, but it's towards Denver Nuggets fans. Oh, boy. Suns fans. Oh, oh man, that That's is karma crazy. if I've ever seen it in my life. <laughs> Listen, if they win the championship, we're going to hate their guts. That's just how it is. Kind of hate their guts anyway. Like, that's just what it is. But listen, forgiveness is a strange thing. It can sometimes be easier to forgive our enemies than our friends. It can be hardest of all to forgive the people we love. And so DMVR, I hope you celebrate the championship that you're for sure going to win without a doubt. There's no doubt in the, in the world. You guys got this in the bag. A million percent, you guys are going to win this thing by a mile. Uh, The the Miami Heat have no chance. I'd I'd be surprised that they even scored over 80 points against you at any point in this series. You guys got this in the bag. It would be one of the most monumental upsets of all time if you were to somehow falter, which I just do not see happening under any circumstance. I don't care who goes down. Elite level stuff. (laughs) I really love how there's a couple of people in the chat are like, I'm so confused as to what is happening right now. Um, apparently, I, you, did, does this not make sense if you're not a Ted Lasso fan? This yeah, whole like thing. It's inspirational quotes. Yeah. So we're just taking a ba- page out of Ted Lasso's book and being inspirational on this Wednesday afternoon. Hello, Nuggets fans. Quote, we're the underdogs as a one Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Plan to come hang out with us again tomorrow, 3 p.m., same place, same time as always. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I recommend you be like a goldfish. I forget this show ever happened. Metro. never gonna let go. though. Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the live. Best comp.